ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Hello, thank you for coming. Welcome to Rich Tang's Edinburgh Fringe podcast. And some of the cool kids calling it Rehef. Hey, they're in. Uh, so, um, yes, it's a, a Sunday, I think. Is that right? Uh, and um, I've had uh, four drinks last night, so I'm not going to be any good. So uh, um, I had uh, one glass of wine, two bottles of beer, and a large whiskey. I'm fucked. I'm such a lightweight. What's wrong with me? It's terrible. I've slept for like ten hours. It's all right. No, maybe not that long. Anyway, so it's um, we got uh, we got an exciting. I couldn't get a guest for today for ages. I was really struggling to find anyone, and then luckily Dan Tetzel's in town. So I've got him. He's from As It Occurs to Me, or as the cool kids call it, AI Ottima. Oh, that one's more popular. Is it still like that one more? So later on, you'll be able to win a copy of AI Ottima, AI Ottima, and uh, maybe get an, uh, Andrew Collins, no, tiny Andrew Collins to, uh, to sign it. Uh, and uh, also, I've got, again, another 25 euro voucher for the left-hand emporium, on the other hand, dot .ie. Um, so it's good if you are left-handed, but if you can buy, like, gadgets. It's 25 euros of left-handed gadgets. Or if you're right-handed, why not buy some stuff and f find out what it's like to live as a left-handed person? That is, uh, maybe you could do an Edinburgh show of that, of uh, my year living as a left-handed person by using <laughs> left-handed objects. It's kind of a, it's a sort of disability. People didn't seem to like that when I said it yesterday, but I think you know, I think that's. And we got tickets to see Raymond Mer Raymond Mern Mearns and uh, Marcus Birdman, both brilliant. And also a lady over there somewhere, I think, has given us her... Where, who's, who was that lady who's given us tickets? Hello, thank you very much. What's your name? Julie. Julie has given us tickets uh, to see Matthew Crosby, Adventure Party at the Pleasant Courtyard, which we're going to give away as well. That's these... Uh, I don't know if it clashes with either of these two. It doesn't, so that's cool. So that's, that's almost your whole day, whole day planned out if you're here. Uh, and, uh, and also a copy of my book, How Not to Grow Up. That's all stuff you're going to be able to win uh, later on if you're here. Uh, I, you know, just Edinburgh's kind of turning into day on day, the same sort of thing going on for me. Uh, kind of Saturday night is um, always a bit terrifying. The thing in Edinburgh, I'm like, it's like I'm almost like a famous person in Edinburgh. I kind of get a taste for a month of what it would be like to be famous all the time in that people kind of recognise me and kind of shake, and it's very nice mainly, kind of shake my hand, but occasionally blokes go, you're that, you're that comedian, you're near, you're kind of famous, and then go, and then I'm walking on, and then they shout at me and call me a cunt for walking by and stuff. <laughs> I passed a guy on Southbridge on my way back from here last night, and he just walked, I saw him look astonished as he saw me, as if he'd seen a ghost, and then as, and he was on his own, and he walked past me and just said, famous. <laughs> That's what happens to you. He was on his own. He said like, he could have just said that inside his head. He didn't have to. <laughs> Fucking weird. Uh, but uh, last night I saw um, on my way to uh, the stand because I did a late night gig here. I saw uh, a guy get out of a taxi and go up to a guy who was who was trying to turn left into the into Nicholson Street and make him open the door. And they they were going to have a fight. Obviously something had happened. Uh, that was exciting. And then as I walked over Southbridge, I saw a man. Uh, sitting on the ground, covered in his own sick, with two policemen around. It wasn't even midnight yet. Uh, so that's Edinburgh on a Saturday night. It's best just to... Is, was that you? No, it wasn't you. You saw it as well. Yeah, you saw him there. Was he all right when you saw him? He looked like he might be dead. So... Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping he's. Yeah, yeah, he was probably dead. I'm hoping his relatives aren't listening. Yes, that was our son. He died. We thought we'd try and cheer ourselves up from the bad news that he'd sicked himself to death. By listening to Rich Hanks' Edinburgh Fringe podcast, and there are people laughing at his death. 
Uh, so it's a kind of scary place to be out on a Saturday night. So generally, I tend to try and hide away now inside, but I managed to go out and drink a bit, which was, you know, it's good that I, that I had some kind of uh, fun. Oh, and I went yesterday, I went to the Tempting Tatty, which I mentioned. Yeah, it's a very popular shop, but it's, it, it's, it was a sort of tragic. Again, it's a, everything in Edinburgh is a bit like a play, but it felt like a play. Me going, I've been I've been going to the Tempting Tatty for like quarter of a century. Every year, once a once a festival, uh, and it's what you know, and it's sustained me through bad and good times, crying into my baked potatoes. And I went in and to see the guy, and he's closing. The shop is closing down next Sunday, so there's a week to go if you want to go to the Tempting Tatty. And it's kind of heartbreaking, but the guy there, he's he's a very nice man, but he's quite a grumpy man. If you ever go, and that's part of the appeal. Is that you're served by a grumpy man who doesn't re- who hates potatoes? That is, he somehow, somehow ended up for 25 years trapped in this place. He hates potatoes and mate, cutting them up and putting butter on them is the, his least favourite things. He can he doesn't mind just looking at them, but uh, so he's he's kind of he's always been very grumpy and he was just very sad. And I was going, oh, this is awful. They're going, and he was like, oh, you know, I just want to move on. It's not a terrible thing. He's still a young youngish man. I'd say he's a little, a little bit older than me. It's hard to tell. I think everyone's older than me because I still think I'm your age. How old are you? 19. I still think I'm, th- I'm th- still think I'm 19. And I look at anyone wearing a suit and forgetting that I am now wearing a suit and assume if they're wearing a suit and have a proper job that they're older than I am. Do you do the same? Yeah, but they are older than you probably if they're doing that. <laughs> but you'll ca- don't carry on doing that because it will be a terrible shame uh, and you'll turn into an idiot like me. You grow up like me. I did. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, oh, and there's um, uh, the X Factor and Big Brother are back on, but I have no idea what's going on. Is anyone watching those in Edinburgh? Or you? No, no one's watching. That's fantastic. It's good to see that. Because no, our Big Brother is kind of. The, I, I don't think I've, I've. I've been offered a few of these things. I've been. Off, I've been. They've kind of approached you about stuff. I told you the other day about being uh, offered to sit in a perspex box in Kings Cross Station for three days for an advert, uh, which uh, sounded fun. I didn't. I didn't take that one up. I've been offered. Uh, I was offered Dancing on Ice this time. <laughs> but uh, and a lot of people wanted me to do it, and I thought I can't skate, or <laughs> and so you know it's not going to be. And I'm you know I don't look good in uh, spandex, as we've uh, established from the one thing of these I did do. Uh, but like Big Brother, like being locked in a house with Jedward is like. That is the kind of that is my worst <laughs> nightmare. Kind of being there for like even a day would be awful. Even an hour just with Jedwood, but Jedwood being there, and then no one, no one seemed seemingly very famous. And X Factor. I wondered yesterday on Twitter, I was t- tweeting about my show, and I wondered if everyone in London would get upset if I tweeted about my show while X Factor was on, like they did when the London riots were on. Going, don't you know that the X Factor is going on? It's not time for you to be tweeting about your fucking show. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's what's going on in the outside world. Not very much. There isn't much news. Uh, people dying, and it's all pretty unfunny. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what's, what's your name, young nineteen-year-old man? Louis. Louis. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. What are you doing? Are you here on your own, or you? Your friend went back. Your friend went back today. Oh, he's only got he got one friend. He's got one friend. <laughs> Where did he go to? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Why don't you go to Amsterdam, you idiot? Don't come here. I don't. <laughs> I haven't got any drugs to give you. Maybe yesterday when Simon Munnery was here, you could have picked something up. But I've, I haven't got anything. <laughs> Why didn't you go to Amsterdam? Uh, he was going with his mum. He was going with his mum? <laughs> <laughs> Is she fit? Uh, well, it depends. It depends. <laughs> if, you've, if you've smoked a lot of uh, spliff, it might, she might be quite good looking. You could have gone and joined in. Uh, it could have been what? It depends how tight the clothes she's wearing. It's got a lot more perverted than I uh, <laughs> imagined it would be. Is it does it, does it make her more attractive if the clothes are tight or less attractive? 
More attractive. So she's, she's fit. How old is his mum? Younger than me, no doubt. Middle-aged. <laughs> yeah, well, I, she probably is middle-aged. She's got a 19-year-old son, but is she like 50 or 40 or 36, 32? I'd say 40. 40, yeah. You know, I'd give the, it's a bit old for me, but I'd, I'd, give her, <laughs> I'd give her a crack. She's wearing tight clothes. That's very nice. nice to, thanks for coming along, Lou. What, do you, are you a student? You're in your gap year. Wait, wait, in, what are you going to do in your gap year? It's over. So you're going about to go to university. What did you do on your gap year? I'm just imagining that, he's, that Louis is probably going to be more entertaining than uh, Dan Tetzel. So I'm going to interview Louis for a bit. Just keep Dan Tetzel waiting. What did you, where did you go? Thailand? Ibiza? Interrailing? No. Where did you go? You travelled across America. Sweet. Do you have any, uh, any stories you could tell us about? They, they love an English accent over there. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I could be girls or boys. I'm not judging you. <laughs> or both. Why not? Hey, both at the same time. Hey, did any of that happen? Come on, give me a fucking crumb. Just give me a crumb. I just want to live my life. I, I wish I was 19. Go and fuck everyone. Fuck everyone. <laughs> fuck them all. Don't, don't have ideas of love. Just go and you're, like, you're young and you're good looking. Have loads of sex or you'll end up like me. Um, sorry, I don't know what happened. I just got, so I got, I got, I got carried away. So uh, anyway, it's time. Thank you, Louis. Nice to talk. You'll probably get a free ticket to a show. I might give you two, and then you've got to find a friend. This guy's on his own. You on your own? Yeah. What's your name? Alan. Do you want to hang, hang around with? How old are you, Alan? Thirty-three. Thirty-three and nineteen years old. So that'd be a good. Are you? Are you a predatory homosexual? <laughs> I'm gonna. I've got. I've got. I'm, I'm gonna try and mind read you. Do you work for Shell? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing. Do you really like Shell petrol more than any of the other petrols? Why have you got a Shell petrol T-shirt on? He's got. A, do you work at the garage and you got it for free? <laughs> that's the kind of guy you should be hanging around with. Give that's that's a gap year. That's like he's a Scottish man in a free T-shirt. Like you don't need to go to the third world. Just come to Scotland, hang around with Alan. You'll see how the other half live before you go. Which university are you going to? Sussex. Sussex. Yeah. It's not really a proper one, is it? <laughs> I went to Oxford, so shut up. <laughs> I worked hard. I worked hard because I wasn't good looking like you. I wasn't going out to parties and having sex with girls and boys, taking drugs. I was working hard to get my A. I hate you. Uh, you're not getting free anything. Anyway, will you please welcome my guest. It's a mini, as it occurs to me, reunion. You, I know, I'm not saying he's a last minute fill-in because I couldn't find anyone else. But he is. But I also think it will be quite good. Will you please welcome the incredible, he's the voice of tiny Andrew Collins and, and King Herod. <laughs> and I think he's done some other stuff as well. I don't, I don't watch any of his other programmes. But he's mainly from As It Occurs To Me. Will you please welcome the incredible Dan Tetzel. Hello. Dan Tetzel, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. How are you doing, Dan Tetzel? Good, I'm very pleased to be here on Tiny Men on Stool. <laughs> we are. And what has occurred to you this week? <laughs> I thought I'd never get to ask oh, you that question well, again. Well, I haven't had to say anything, you know, <laughs> dubious about my daughter. I haven't had to be racist. It's brilliant not working with you. <laughs> what once. brings you to the Edinburgh Fringe this year? I am, uh, I'm only up for five days. Um, I'm doing... You are looking fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might wet myself later to catch up. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a, a masterclass on a, with the, uh, the BBC. <laughs> yeah, on a puppet show. Uh, <laughs> the BBC Three. And I'm judging Karaoke Circus for two nights. Oh, yes, I'm so doing yes. one of those. So to be nice about me, 
I'm doing no. da- I'm doing down no. in the tube station at midnight. Ooh, uh, by the jam. It's karaoke circus. It's a brilliant show. You must yes. come along if you can get a chance. It might be sold out. Where it's just uh, karaoke. It isn't. It is. No, there's, no, there's still some. It's like they get basically pe- both comedians and uh, people in the audience get up to yeah. sing songs, and then you're like. Uh, I'm uh, the sort of Simon Cowell figure. Yeah. Yeah. In this room. Yeah, I'm an arsehole, and uh, my trousers are. Ill-fitting. Uh, but um, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm very rude about comedians, which is uh, joyous. Yeah. And members of the public, but mainly about comedians. So that's a very good job. It's a very, it is, a, it's, it, just you and Dan Mayer sometimes does that role. Yeah, and a man called uh, the Baron. Yeah, but he's always nice. Yeah. He's my favourite yeah, thing yeah. about it. There's a man who's dressed, they're dressed as clowns. There's a reason for that, right? Because there's some, <gasps> can they get some grant? Why do clowns ever do what they do? There's well, no real reason Don't they it. get some grant? Because there's two clowns in the show. They're eligible for some, <laughs> they're eligible for some grant. There's a guy, who, there's one of the no, people in the band what? is a clown. And the man, the Baron's a clown. What? People just tell me lies all the time. People told me that Chris drilled holes in Simon Munnery's bucket. Yeah, that no, was a lie. No. <laughs> I think just clowns always bring their friend with them. Right, they, you know, they like hanging out together. The Baron likes everyone. So there's two people on the judging panel. Yeah. Everyone just It's basically karaoke. Someone sings a song and Dan's rude and then the Baron goes, that was marvellous! Whatever it was. It's very funny. It's, I'm like, it's funny that it sounds, I made it sound. It sounds awful, doesn't it? He's dressed, if you can imagine me dressed I've as come, a clown. It's really cost me quite a lot of money, this, this festival. And what's the... What, 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 you gonna, what wisdom are you being imparting at the masterclass? I don't know. I'm, I'm hosting... Mainly how to... Uh, you know how to be like uh, do a funny voice behind a puppet, yeah, and let the puppet be funny. I don't know. The puppeteers are coming with their puppets, so they'll do most of the master classing, and I'll just go, "Yes, you at the back." <laughs> Which is essentially what my job is today. Yeah. So who do you play in? Mon- I haven't seen Mongrels. No, I know, I know. It's got some uh, puppets. I've seen your thing. Has anyone I else? Know. I mean, that's not. Has fair. anyone seen Mongrels? No. Oh, oh, some big fan, fucking big oh. fans of Mongrels. You they didn't that. say they liked it. They just said they'd seen it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all we care about. Rating. Do you like Mongrels? Cheer if you like it. Oh, oh, more pe- you, more people like it than have seen it. I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. telling. That often happens. They go, oh, that looks quite. Oh, oh, that wasn't as good as I thought it might be. Um, I'm a cat. I'm okay. A, uh, a no, you're not. I'm, an Iran- you're not. The you're a I'm the voice being. of an Iranian cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Persian cat. Sorry. Persian cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, fine if you haven't watched it, Richard. You don't. You know. I don't feel like you need to support me. Is anymore. it like the Muppets or is it like what's it? Mo- what's it most like? It's like Meet the Feebles. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. that. No, exactly. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and how do you come up with the characters that you portray in As It Cursed Me? How does it take a lot of preparation to work out how to characterise, say, uh, the Canadian people you did? Yeah, yeah, it would do, which is why I don't bother. Uh, we, I have a limited number of voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, luckily, have a limited imagination. And those sort of two things. <laughs> Generally, this, once you've done a character once, they tend to come back. And then yes. you can just keep doing that voice, really, whatever the first one you decided to do was. Yeah. For that reason, I'm quite glad we didn't do Obama too many times. <laughs> I think that was actually um, a hate crime. Uh, that voice, but, uh, and uh, and the little fella as well. What's his name? Gary. Uh, Gary Coleman. Yes. Gary Coleman. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can. You know, it can't, it can't be a hate crime if they're dead. Is that I right? Think that's, <laughs> the, that's the law. He keeps on cropping up in The Simpsons, and it makes me sad now when I see Gary Coleman in The Simpsons. Oh well. Oh. That's a that's a downer. We've talked about the guy being sick. On the bridge and carried yeah. dead, dead in his own vomit. So, uh, how long? How many Edinburghs have you done? How many times have you oh, come Oh, uh, I think it's about twelve. 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 Wow, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I started young. You did. Yeah. What was the first show you did? Uh, it was called. <laughs> it was in my sixth form college. It was called The Creation of the World and Other Business by Arthur Miller. It was Arthur Miller's only comedy. No. Oh. 
and there's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of sixteen-year-olds doing. Um, yeah, a really quite unfunny American play about the creation of the world. I played uh, Satan. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was no nudity, so half the audience were always disappointed <laughs> that Adam and Eve were in body stockings with a cock drawn on. Uh, how Adam, old How Adam. old were the actors playing them, though? That was, they were, uh, 16, 17. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. would have been a bit perverse. Yeah, the girls, oh, well, the girls were eight. I mean, some of the girls were 18. Yeah. They were... That's what they said. That's what they said, yeah. yeah. There was actually, on the first night, actually, Julia, I remember, who was playing Eve, uh, she said, I don't know why we... I, the body stocking, it's censorship, it's censorship. And she just took all her clothes off and ran around the dressing room. We went, oh, for fuck. Well, it has to... Oh, don't want to be looking at that for the whole <laughs> hour and a half of this. It's bad enough trying to keep the American accent up. I'm not going to. I would think we'd have been, we could have improved it. I'm thinking of bringing, getting her to come in and run around naked now. Yeah, it was 20, 20 years. Uh, 25 well, even years so. Ago. What would you think, Agent? What do you think, Louis? Would you like to see that? Would you like to see a 38 year old woman running around with no clothes on? You're up for yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a small Alan? stage and you're very close. I don't, know. don't look down at Alan. We don't shake your head, Alan. You could do a lot. Worse than that, you'd be, you'd be lucky to get a piece of that. You'd definitely be the, be the letterbox, mate, so you can shut, stop smiling. There's no way. Look at him, he's gorgeous. can't believe he's on his own. What, you two fancy a bit of uh, Louis girls there? No, oh, no, it's not. No, not your type. Bad luck, Louis. I tried to pimp you out there, but... I was still playing a little matchmaking blind date. Them, so <laughs> that's, where the, that's where it can all happen, that table. During this, the course of this show, Dan, I don't know if you realise this. Yeah, you. Try all laws are because I'm the king of Edinburgh. Oh, it's something yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah, yeah. build up, but all laws have gone, so anyone can do anything they want in here, and you can, you're allowed to during the hour right. of this podcast. For example, even though you're in a long-term relationship, yes, you're allowed to have sex with anyone you want, <laughs> oh, as long as you do it within the podcast. Oh, so uh, so, and that goes for the audience as well. But yeah. Oh you fancy no, one, no, no one wants to hear that, <laughs> let alone see it. Uh, podcast audience. No, uh, well, I, I think you underestimate the appeal of nudity in Edinburgh. I think <laughs> people are happy to see I anything. Think, I, I was nude in Excavating Rita, and people came. It yes, flocked to yes, see that. I didn't go and see that one for that very reason. <laughs> I heard you had a sock on your penis, didn't you? No, I didn't. I had socks on my feet. Ah, oh, the old, <laughs> the old so twist. My, I wouldn't be completely nude. I have some. Yeah, yes. Like um, Goldie Horn is often is never nude. Really? She always wears a. a Sort of neckerchief. On a, on Keeps a hat. Kurt on Russell a, hat. On a hat. <laughs> Why do I know that? Anyway, uh, Edinburgh's a very sexual place, though. It is. I think. Uh, I lost my virginity here really? in that year, actually. That year I was uh, Satan in uh, Arthur Miller's... That would have been a sexy part, though. Girls would have liked that. Did you have to dress yeah. up as Satan? The girls make this year that all the girls I've got have made me wear my crown. Yeah. Because so, that, that gets them going. When I say all the girls... My girlfriend has made me wear, yeah, yeah, yeah. and when I say she's made me wear my crown, she hasn't made she's me wear my crown. But apart, but apart yeah, from that, yeah, yeah. she's, she's, insi take it she's off. insisted I don't wear it. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so um, what, you, had, you lost your virginity. I How lost my virginity in Edinburgh. Yes, uh, that was just off the meadows. Uh, really? After I, I annoy my what, in the road. Just no, by no, the in a flat. It was a very nice flat. Um, okay. I annoy my current girlfriend by going. That's where I lost my virginity every time we walk past it. Stuart Lee lost his virginity in Edinburgh as well. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> she did pause a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and repeat the same yeah, things yeah, over yeah, again. Yeah. And she refused to scream God's name. So, yeah, maybe that's... that's oh, dear. Well, there we go. And I've uh, both been fucked by him. 
<laughs> I uh, first saw you in uh, Live Ghost Hunt. Was that what it was called? It was called Live Ghost Hunt. Well, that's yes. good. I've done well to remember that, yeah, which was in like about 2000. Was it the year that I wasn't doing Edinburgh? Was it 2003? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, I was can't it? remember now. It was a while no, ago. It's a good interview, this, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Did you? No, I didn't. I thought oh. you'd come prepared with some stories. Uh, but well, you're not uh, setting them up. Got some great <laughs> well, we didn't discuss. You know, that's not how it worked. Uh, but it was you and Danny Robbins and yes, Zoe, yeah, Zoe yeah. Gardner. So we got, no, we, yes, it was a ghost uh, show at the uh, the uh, Pleasance Cavern, which they now pulled down. Have they pulled it down? <laughs> Just a direct, direct result, I think, of that. Uh, yeah, it was a show. It was a really good show, and I enjoyed doing it, and then nothing ever came of it. It did me. come of it. You wouldn't be working with me if it wasn't for that show. So that's Only the little... bad things that's a little. <laughs> that's a little... Any performers out there, you might think no one's in the show, and, it's, and everyone hates yeah. us, and it's shit. That's what Dan was thinking that year as he yeah. performed. It was a very good show. Oh, uh, and I like Richard Herring on the back. <laughs> He's a, has he wet himself? <laughs> oh, that's sad. Oh. I went to see it and then I was looking for people to be in uh, the groundbreaking <laughs> yes. radio show. Uh, that was then This Is Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as the cool kids call it, Twatutin. Yeah, see, there's yeah. less cool kids about yeah, that. Yeah, the yeah. red are really cool kids because most people... <laughs> I love the fact that the people who've joined in with the Ayotama and Rahef and they're not doing it now Rahef, no, it are confused, going, I wonder what I have to do when he says to a tutting. I don't know what... I don't, I don't know what to do. I wonder, what, I wonder what the jokes, response they think they'd like, is. They'd know it. But I saw you and Danny and I thought, yeah. you know, th- you'd be good to be in that show. So there you go. And then oh. that has led that led to... Three series over five years of work yeah, in, uh, yeah, in the yeah, Radio yeah. 2 that no one heard. No. And then, as it occurs to me, you were the one who made the cut. Made I the cut, dis- yeah. He wasn't, doing, uh, he wasn't playing volleyball on Mondays. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but yeah, we, did, we did a Radio 2 show called That Was Then, This Is Now. Uh, and uh, then that kind of got cancelled. And then when I came to Isaac Kirsten... Well, you I did keep insulting everyone who worked on it other than <laughs> us and everyone who listened to Radio 2 and everyone who organised, you know, that's commissioned Radio 2. That's though. what I do, though. Why do people take it, take <laughs> it so seriously? I don't know. I've no idea. I keep getting sacked off the radio. I don't understand why that is. Just because I'm rude about everyone. So uh, do you have any happy memories of that was then, this is now? Uh, oh, yeah, no, there must be one. Um, <laughs> come on now, come on. Uh, yeah, no, it was nice. I can't remember. Uh, I sort of blacked it out. Nando's, we had Nando's one time, didn't no, we? We, we, did, went, we had nice. a lot, everyone got, we all got a free, we, when we moved to the Bush Hall, we all got a free Nando's. Yeah, that was good. It's cold, obviously, because we had to wait until the end of the rehearsal. Do you remember when me and Emma fell out and had a bit of argument when oh, it was yeah, in the that first funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> About Marie Antoinette's voice, I think. It was, remember, yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of felt there was no need to do it in a French French accent if necessary. I felt it did, you know. It I think you're right. I think, you know, in retrospect, you know, yeah. comedy historians will agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, quite obscure comedy historians, I have to say. But you do now, you work in radio quite a lot and you're working the script, you're in the script department I'm not in the script department well, no no what I, what you do? I, you're a script editor I, I have been a script advise editor advise people about how to write scripts yes and essentially that is a, a cunt's job and uh, <laughs> not put a, you know script editors really are the devil's own shit bags but they are trusted and a vital part of the uh, comedy industry so it's best to pretend to be one occasionally I mean I don't think I am a real script I mean I'm, it's a poacher turned gamekeeper thing I, you know I just think I might as well do it if some arsehole has to. <laughs> so what's your advice to new script writers? At the uh, well, don't, don't ignore that. Don't <laughs> say uh, anything about uh, script editors being cunts. Uh, literally, really? Seriously? Yeah. Unfacetious advice? Yeah. Uh, is uh, get something written. 
write ah. a script, a proper finish something, because you're not. I don't until you finish something. Uh, keep everything you know short. If it's a sketch, keep it under three pages. Uh, don't be mental. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't get angry. Don't think anyone's going to steal your stuff because they probably aren't. Uh, and if they're stealing it, then they're an idiot as well. So don't worry about them. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, d don't worry. I think there's a lot of comedy out there, and I think if radio is your way in, that's good. But if it's not, there are other ways to do it. Make YouTube things, do you know podcasts that no one listens to, and yeah. get them out there. You know, that's that's <laughs> good. You know, work you know work for like 25 years and then get a quite a small core base of fans. Let's we got to listen maybe, to you. Yeah, they can all fit in one room. There's 45 people in yeah, this room. Yeah, I yeah. bet that's 20 years of work. Exactly. That's yeah. all those free podcasts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and got that them in could, nothing you else. You could really build up to that. Yeah. King of Edinburgh, of course. Yeah. You know, you, that, you yeah. could become the king of Edinburgh. Yeah, the unofficial you could be the king. Next of king. king. Um, yeah. So um, I'm going every that's day. That's my unfacetious advice. That was good. I liked it. I like to do some serious bits in the middle and all the way through. So um Every day I'm looking back at an Edinburgh, so if you've got a favourite Edinburgh story, have a think about it. Um, but uh, I've arrived at the year 2004. I should have gone back and read my blog. I could actually now look <laughs> at my I could just read out my blog from 2004. But I was doing uh, the 12 Tasks of Hercules Terrace. Did you see that show, Dan? Oh, yes, I did. Yes, did yes, yes, yeah. I did actually see it. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. it was my least successful Edinburgh show yes, of my, yes, of my yeah, own. Yeah, partly because I, it was what I did, I tried to recreate the 12th. I was a gone, I'd gone a bit crazy and was a bit depressed. Uh, and I'd moved into a house and broken up with the, the girl that I'd bought the house to live with. Uh, and uh, there was a bust of Hercules on my house. Uh, and I decided for a variety of reasons to try and do a modern day version of the 12 Tasks of Hercules, which when you think about it is stupid for an hour show because even if I had, there was nothing else to talk about, it yeah, would still yeah. only be five, five, minute, five minutes, five minutes yeah, yeah, for yeah, dust, but you have to set it up and come to a conclusion. So I did like... But you do really punchy jokes, so that's... Fine. Yeah, you don't I do. do a long, long <laughs> rambling section, so that should be all right. So I did 12 insane things, one of which was to date 50 women in 50 days, <laughs> which I was only able to talk about for like three minutes in the show. Yeah. So it was I literally spent two months of my life going out and getting drunk and um, talking to girls. Mainly talking, talking to them. Yeah, it was yeah. mainly mainly talking to them. Uh, and uh, and then I, I remind you, I know three. Of them. <laughs> they were good. You've got some good, uh, yeah, no, good right. hoary friends. Uh, so uh, uh. I, um, <laughs> and so um, so that was kind of bizarre. But it, I remember that Edinburgh. It was a very confusing time because I just dated 50 women in, in 50 days yeah. uh, and I, I knew a lot of women and <laughs> it was kind of an odd time it had been very confusing to me I thought that bit would show because uh, Hercules impregnated 50 women in a night that was my tenuous it wasn't one of his official 12 to us but I thought that's better than cleaning shit, some shit out of a stable let's, uh, let's bump that up the list uh, but uh, it, oh, my main memory of that year is that like there was lots of that a lot of the women would come to see the yeah, show. Yeah, you, you, and so I was sort of surrounded by women all the time. I remember going big in the assembly bar and like about four or five of the dates had come to the same show. And I was sort of sitting there with just surrounded by women. And I think all the other comedians thought something um, incredible had happened. To me. <laughs> I was just sort of surrounded by a harem of women. It was yeah, uh, it's good. Try that out, uh, Louis. Or with boys, and you haven't said which it is you like, and it's fine. Either way is fine, or a mixture of the two. But uh, it was a comedian surrounded by boys wouldn't be in any way <laughs> surprising. No, no, <laughs> by nerdy boys. Well, a podcasters surrounded by fat, unpleasant men. Uh, that was yeah. You don't you don't laugh uncomfortably. Fat, fat unpleasant <laughs> men watching. Fat, <laughs> men, <laughs> 
But uh, it was a, I can't remember if there was... A, we, I was out in the Pod Deco, which was a new venue, and it was no one came out there. So it was... And I remember there was a fire alarm during the show one time. Yes, but... Having said that, it was the most comfortable seats I've ever sat. It was lovely. It was air yeah, conditioned. Yeah, and air conditioned. It was a beautiful venue. And actually, I think the the, the main thing that Lawrence Clark, who is a fantastic uh, comedian with cerebral palsy, uh, was uh, came to see that show. And at the point at that time, he was a very angry about disabled rights and all these kind of things. And even though I was collecting, this was the first year I think I collected for Scope in Edinburgh, and I'd run the marathon for Scope. But I did a jo- I did a joke which I did the other day in here about saying you know I do all this stuff for Scope hmm. and they don't do anything in return. I'd say hey I hate I hate the disadvantaged. I do all this stuff for them. Why don't they just come and clean my car you know at the weekend or something? That's all I'd ask. <laughs> and he used to, he objected that said we're not disadvantaged. I was going yeah but you know I was it's obviously a joke about myself. And then uh, you know he started and then I said that the game of consecutive number plate spotting which I did at the time which was I had to spot it was insane this show I, did, I had to spot the, I don't think the show was insane I think uh, I was insane <laughs> but I had to spot um, the numbers on the you know on the number plates is the old style number plates from 1 to 999 in consecutive order so you had to see a 1 and then you had to see a 2 and it had to be just a 1 it couldn't have a 1 in it so it took me like I think like two and a half years to complete this oh and I'd God. spent three months doing pretty much nothing but it to get so I could complete it for the show. And I said that the game was retarded and uh, Lawrence Clark got very angry because he said that you can't say that. But I still maintain that it's all right to call a game retarded. That isn't the same as saying the word retard, right? What no, as think? long as the game doesn't hit, I think it's fine. But, you know, but you a, a thing can be retarded. That's not using the disabled insult. Retarded. The yes. uh, toothpaste. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if things are retarded. So it's a retarded game. That doesn't equate to it with me saying the game is a... Is a, a Disabled person. He was quite angry about there being no uh, disabled access to your show. <laughs> well, there was there was there was it wasn't the, s- the scopies couldn't get in. I mean, <laughs> it was. was uh, <laughs> is that a wrong phrase? Yeah, it is no, a it wrong is, phrase, yeah, but it's so it's so quaintly. Don't uh, <laughs> don't tell. Well, like, I'm a child of the 80s. Well, it's so, right. Scope used to be the Spastic Society. Right? Yes, That's what exactly, it used to be called, yes, the Spastic exactly, Society, yes. and it used to have those little, you know, uh, the little models of a little boy with, with the, calipers and yeah, you put money pony. in his head which some people felt was patronising <laughs> uh, but uh, you know obviously the spastic society they kind of felt that the word spastic became um, used as an insult so they changed it to scope and then people like you called disabled people scopies yeah well I mean that, you know, so uh, they children can't win are, children can't are cruel win. children are cruel and then grow um, up into equally cruel adults but so that, the, the, the pod deco had better I mean you had to get up and down two or three stairs but it had better disabled access than anywhere else I've been, apart from probably this year's once. Is you can get disabled people can get in through the through the there's an, ex, there's an entrance to the disabled people game. But when I was in the um, the white belly, I mean that was hard for completely yeah, okay. fit yeah, yeah, able-bodied yeah, yeah. people to get into, and was a terrifying death trap. So at least I think I think in the pod yes. deco you could you could get out. You had to be a very thin person with no water in your body at all. <laughs> essentially, it was very horrible. So have you got a favorite memory from your? <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I lost my virginity, obviously. I, 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 essentially, I think that's. I saw it. It's hard, obviously. I don't like coming up now because I'm in a long-term relationship with a child. Not, you know, I have a child as a result <laughs> of a long-term relationship. Though I am obviously in a relationship with that child, but it's a paternal one. Uh, that way down. And um, uh, so, yeah, it's always been. I've always been sort of basically on heat the minute I get into Waverley yeah. for the first, you know, t- about s- since you know uh, nine years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, most of them are sexual. And there was w- one horrible moment when I was at, we were at Southside, 
with a, a sketch group called Club Seals, which was uh, Mark Sprigstock, Danny Robbins, who uh, w- Richard sacked quite recently, um, myself, and then four no, I've, I've sacked you from Richard Herring's objective. Yes, every, no, exactly. time I, every time I do a new thing, I, I get rid of one of the people. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah It'll yeah, just be yeah. me in the end. Yeah, exactly. And everyone else will have BBC Two shows. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> 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 Mongrel's on BBC Three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well done yeah. on that. Yeah, it's fine. Go on, carry on with your... But anyway, story. yeah, uh, so uh, we were doing a show, and there were four other men in it that were... Uh, we were awful. I mean, we were teen, ex-students uh, sketch I was 20, I was graduated, I was 25, 21 at the time, and uh, we did... Uh, there was a Spice Girls parody in there, and there was a funny vicar. It was really bog-standard shit sketch show with seven men in it, <laughs> one of whom was a magician. I just, it was awful, it was awful, and there was a Knight Rider sketch. And so basically, you know, we had an awful couple of weeks, uh, and we were at the Southside, and th- at the end of the Southside, there had been a party, uh, there was a sort of uh, a, a big, uh, you know, um, a showcase of all the other acts, and one of the other acts on, at the Southside at that time, or they knew them, was uh, Will uh, Mitchell and Webb, and uh, we were drunk, and uh, we heckled Mitchell and Webb. Uh, quite badly, really. Which I I remember shouting, "What are you doing?" <laughs> because they'd started doing a sketch which was not dissimilar to the National Theatre of Brent's uh, rowing a um, a slave galley that was on that famous, uh, you know, um, policeman's ball, secret policeman's ball. Oh, yeah, it, was, it was exactly the same sketch. Uh, bless them, I'm sure it was an accident. Uh, but we were shouting. They were young and callow at the same time. Uh, and uh, now, yeah, so we just shouted, what are you doing? Got very drunk. And then, you know, helped tidy up at the party afterwards because one of us was trying to sleep with one of the stage managers. And uh, I got talking to one of the other stage managers who was her sister. And, you know, they all, I was being very charming. I thought I was being charming. And I thought I was being debonair. And then later on in the evening, as things were getting to, to a uh, you know, I thought where things might happen. I said, so what are you doing after after this? And she went, well, because, you know, I start um, my GCSEs this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I just became, I went, well, that's uh, jolly good luck. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I became very avuncular and left. <laughs> I hadn't done anything. I hadn't done anything. I was just, she, she shot up. That's all I'm saying. She really shot up and probably let herself go. She'd gone past the point where, yeah, it was really horrible. But that year... We were on the night where the fireworks were on, and no one told us, and we knew no one was going to come to our audience and show, see our show. And so five people turned up, and we took them outside the venue which on Southside and had a fireworks display where we got everyone to sing uh, the 1812 overture and let off a rocket, and it killed a pigeon. <laughs> it was great. We just shot it out here. There's a... <laughs> pool of feathers fell to the ground. I thought that was my... Yeah, killing a pigeon wow. was the best. That was the best thing. From, you know, nearly the, having sex yeah. with a fourteen-year-old. No, oh, that was that was a mortifying, mortifying experience. Oh, and I slept in Hunter Square once. I, uh, I, you know, Hunter Square by the John Kirk. I, yeah. I was having talking to a girl, obviously, and, and she went, "All right, I've got to go home now." And I, okay, bye. bye. Yeah, well, I've got a long half-hour walk home. I better just have a, a bit of a rest. And I woke up, you know, the next day, <laughs> clean and bushing my feet. And I staggered home and I got myself a whiskey and I went into the room that I was sharing with Danny Robbins at the time. For some reason, we hadn't got a room each, <laughs> and, uh, which is why I was sleeping on Hunter Square. And, uh, and I don't remember this, but he, he remembers waking up to me pouring a whiskey and sneaking into the room going, I've got a little whiskey. <laughs> you ain't got none. <laughs> you can't have none of mine. I got a little whiskey. 
<laughs> and then just falling asleep, stinking of whiskey. Uh, yeah, so that was. So the, you missed those days. Would you like to yeah, go back to those days? I saw a guy well, sl- I liked, sleeping you know, his I'd, own sick yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah. I wouldn't like any of that sleeping. I, you know, I'd be crazy not to. I, I as, mu- as much as you can be in, uh, you know, be happy with your relationship and you know, my darling daughter, who uh, did a massive poo. Say, uh, I did a massive poo as well. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. crow about it. It yeah, was fucking yeah. amazing. The yeah. poo I did. I didn't have to look at yours. Yeah, I didn't well have I to clean it. I didn't get it on my hands. Didn't Those have to, but I did send you a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> think, yeah. What do you think and of this uh, one, Dan? Well, I think I, I bet your be... daughter can do one that big. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a challenge. Uh, back here tomorrow. I'll bring her best one. You bring your best okay. one, and uh, we'll see. We'll give it away as a prize at the end. But also. <laughs> I either stop eating beetroot or see a doctor. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but where was I talking about? Yes, yeah. I think you'd be mad. I'd quite. Enjoy, I just. I think if I was young again, if I was going, I just. I'd love to go to Edinburgh again. It was just. It's just swarming with sex. It's brilliant. It's a yeah. great. It's a very. You I know, don't think it is. It's a. Ner- I don't think. I think that's what like you remember. You've been here fourteen times. You probably had sex three times, and in your mind, that's. Expanded out. There was a lot of days where you fa- completely failed to have sex. Clearly, we've heard yeah, two of them. Yeah, I know. I uh, know. And uh, <laughs> it is a t- it's the feeling of being on the rowing boat, going away from the shore, being able to see the shore in yes, the distance yes, yes, of yes, all yes. the fun, but knowing you're never, you're not allowed to go back. The current is pulling you away. I know. I You'll know. never go back. I know. It's I a just, tragic thing. Just Please let me swap places with you, Louis. Please come. On, let's do a vice versa thing. You get to be a brilliant film. You get to live in the body of a boring forty-four-year-old man mm. who eats baked potatoes in his flat every night, and I get to go out and make the most of what you've got there. You're wasting. These girls are hot for you. Look, they're they're playing all. They know we don't want to have sex on that table. They do. They just have, that's the they say that first of all, and then you have to go go on. They go no, and then you go, I'll go on, and then they go all right. That's how it works. Honestly, that is how it works. I'm just I've thinking we should get a dead hole wipe and clean that. <laughs> I think that's how where I, I moved on. I date 50 women in 50 days. I know how, uh, all about it now. I can give you some tips. The the uh, tip the tip of I've heard is hey look um I just remember I've got a bottle of champagne back, <laughs> at, the, back at the house. Do you fancy yeah. just yeah. Uh, having a quick drink? Yeah, it works. I've got a bottle of champagne back at the house. Do you fancy a quick drink? Yeah. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, she's got, yeah, yeah. she's with another guy. And yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 just yeah, bang, yeah, straight yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm asking all of my guests. It was always Carver. I'm asking. Well, it was always, uh, I forgot, it's so long since I've done it. <laughs> I've forgotten. It was the nice one with the orange label. Um, I, uh, we can't taste the Rehypnol. <laughs> I'm asking all my guests this yes, question, Dan. Know, and you have yes, listened to an episode, yeah, so you are prepared for it. Uh, what would you need in return? And if maybe this given you're so sexually desperate. I'm maybe not you desperate. Maybe you wouldn't need very much. What would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? What would you need in oh, return for that? It's, it's, almost, it's just, I was, I've been trying to think of a facetious, you know, funny answer. And I literally, it's just a horrible idea. Because it, I bet cock smells of poo. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got that sort of just, he's going to be, you know, grabbing it. <laughs> when he's on the loo, oh, and just not wash, not wiping properly. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, you know, like Gerard Duppage pissed all over that plane. The yeah, other I do. Day. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> They'll be pissing the rim. Do you think he's? Do you think Keith Allen circumcised or uncircumcised? I imagine. I, I think it's difficult to tell. I think yeah. it's, it's furred over like a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people. Someone in. So yeah, room. a mouth, a mouthful of you know. Uh, deep scaler yeah. or something that might that do would, that would, that would I think it would have to be really it'd have to be a save in the world it would have to be an Armageddon situation where it, you know either Bruce Willis can stop the rock falling or I yeah. 
Keith Allen. I wonder if anyone in the has anyone in the room seen Keith Allen's cock? And that is um, light. Has anyone in real seen, life? In real life, has anyone in, seen in it? Because he often gets it out. In no, no one, no, 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 no members of the Groucho Club here clearly because he does that all the time. Apparently, I don't go to that. I won't be a member of any club that would have Angus Deaton as a member. So I won't go. I won't go. That's the cleverest joke you're going to hear in yeah. all of these podcasts. The, the Tufty Club was the first one, of course, you couldn't join. Yeah. He was very good on road safety. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, sorry, never. It's awful jokes. <laughs> Tufty Club, no. No. They're too, aren't they too young? They're the too thing young, is, the thing is, look at him. He's not too young, is he? <laughs> he probably is. Yeah, he got is. that yeah, old. Yeah, Do you remember the, the Tufty Club, the... Louis? You know what no, the Tufty no, Club is? No, no, no. Someone want to be in the Tufty first no, rule. No, he remembers the Tufty Club. <laughs> he just wasn't going to help me out. Fuck the it. first rule of Tufty Club is you don't talk about Tufty Club. That is... The, <laughs> that is, that is. Um, Second rule of Fight Club jokes is don't do a Fight Club joke. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the 90s. <laughs> Speaking of which, no. I saw that. Uh, did you talk about... Have you talked about that, uh, Jessica... You know, um, uh, what's it? Jennifer Saunders' programme about the 90s comedy that was on the other day. No, I didn't. Yeah, you weren't on it. I wasn't on it. Yeah, yeah no, no, we know, we've been written out of. Uh, never mentioned. No. We've written out of uh, all Patrick history. Patrick Marble was on it. Was he? Yeah. 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 No, we're not. We're, we didn't. He's had work. Has he? Yeah, on his face. Oh, I thought you meant like he'd actually done something. No, 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 no. <laughs> Has he had plastic surgery? I think so. Yeah, he's wow. got a really weird. Sh- he, I just looked at him and oh god, what's happened to that? It's like he's narrowed his head at the top and then <laughs> got jowly, but he's done this. That's the new thing in Hollywood. It's just just narrowing. <laughs> head narrowing. Yeah, yeah. Let's take the head down. No, we, yeah. me and Stu have written out of uh, 90s comedy completely. We never, nothing from Vista Fun. Maybe correctly. I, was wa- I watched an episode of This Morning Rich Not Judy on uh, YouTube the other day. I think it might have been the very first one. Mm. And it was pretty ropey. I have to say, it's, uh, sometimes you don't want to go back and look at these things. I watched, the, we, we're releasing, thank you for bringing up, releasing Fist oh, of yeah, Fun nice, yeah, on, uh, on DVD uh, in about two months. So uh, you can buy the first series of that if you want to from gofasterstripe.com uh, and only there and us at gigs. But, um, you know, it's kind of weird to go back and look at this. I watched it all with Stu uh, oh. the other day. It's kind of a weird thing to, to look back at yourself. In that I mean, he barely likes the work he does now. So no. well, I just well, nor does anyone else, really. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> So uh, look, we're get, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna have a little break and bring on uh, a stand up who's doing uh, some fantastic work over in one of the stand venues. I forget which one, but he will he will let you know. Uh, he's gonna give us a five minute stand up set. So will you please welcome the incredible Lee Camp, ladies and gentlemen. Leave it going for Richard and Dan one more time. Let them hear it. Yes. Right. It is a pleasure to be here. I, uh, I come from New York. And until I got here, I didn't quite realize that rain was a time of day. So that's interesting. But it's, if, you, if you haven't heard of uh, the United States, uh, we're the former superpower that is now a mangy dog infested with a vicious case of the religious right wing. And our, the, the person who is now winning the Republican nomination for president is Michelle Bachman. And if you haven't heard of her, she's like Sarah Palin, but less intelligent. <laughs> she recently said that the founding fathers of the United States worked tirelessly to end slavery. Which is interesting, because apparently they didn't succeed on their own fucking property. Like, she expects us to believe George Washington worked, woke up every morning, looked out the window, and was like, Why won't you leave? <laughs> The cotton will pick itself. Go, flee. 
I mean, it's amazing. If you've never seen the Tea Party uh, politicians, it's amazing to see them stand in front of thousands of people who really love them. Thousands of people, and they're like, if elected, I will make sure you don't have health care. And they're like, yay! <laughs> Bet the other guy can't promise me that. I mean, look, bullshit and propaganda are everywhere around the world, right? There's plenty here, but there's certain areas of the U.S. that are so good at believing this shit. There's certain areas that still believe Saddam Hussein caused 9-11, and that President Obama's actually a Kenyan, and that President Bush was actually elected, you know? <laughs> and not just that Jesus is the Son of God, which if that's your religion, that's fine, but also that he was white and Christian and a good freedman capitalist. You know, these are the type of people where if you told them Jesus was a dark-skinned hippie Jew with no money, they would punch you in the face and <laughs> run away screaming like you just told them there was a law against having sex with animals, you know? <laughs> they have to believe Jesus was white, right? Because God made man in his image. So if Jesus wasn't white, that means God's not white. And if God's not white, oh, fuck. White people are in for some medieval-style payback. I'm talking gremlins on our faces and scorpions in our rectal cavities and nothing to watch on TV but the Winter Olympic cross-country skiing. You know, nothing to listen to but Kesha. Not even over speakers. She's in the room. She's in the room for eternity. It's an ugly scenario. They, they just, they're, they're, they're just crazy about that, you know, the, the right wing is, and also gay marriage is a huge fight still going on. They, they, gay marriage is not a problem. Let people love who they want to love. The problem is straight couples getting married and having 78 kids. You know, if you want to get married, get married. But if you want to have a kid over like two or three, I think it should be voted on by the rest of us in a case-by-case -case basis. So if you want to fire 14 kids into this world out of your semi-automatic assault vagina, like... <laughs> They better be quality people, you know? They better be top of the line. We don't need any more douchebags, numbnuts, dipshits, ass clowns, jerk-offs, cunts, wankers, dickheads, and dingleberries. Those positions are filled. <laughs> Thanks for applying. Try down the street at the TGI Fridays, right? There's no point in giving birth to a walkie-talkie in an iPhone world, right? But we can fix this shit. We just gotta, th this, oh, we got a lot of problems. We can fix them. We just gotta think outside the box, you know? Every once in a while you'll see someone who's really thinking outside the box, like showing you how far out the box someone can think, like they're just living in a different world. And we make fun of them, but they're giving you a gift. They're showing you how different someone can think. I was on the subway in New York. There was a guy on with like one shoe on his foot and three hats on his head. He hadn't shaved his beard in like four years, but he managed to shave his eyebrows off. Fresh that morn. You know, he was drinking what appeared to be a straw strawberry chicken nugget milkshake and the weirdest part was that he had on a t-shirt that said no fat chicks but you know what that guy's unique and unusual you know he's different he's original he's marching to his own drummer in his head and that drummer's on crack you know and if i were forced to make the choice i'd rather be that guy than one of the millions of apathetic abercrombie clad douchebags who don't have a single unique thought in their entire empty echoing skulls and just contribute willfully to this mindscape of mediocrity i'd rather be the guy standing in line at the grocery store wearing pajama pants with hiking boots trying to mail a dead squirrel with a 44 cent stamp on its forehead when it clearly requires a dollar 10 rather be that guy. Hey guys, I'm at the Stand 4 every night at 11.45. You can get the details at my website, leecamp.net. Thank you guys.
Lee Camp, ladies and gentlemen. Go see him. He's amazing. Here's Dan Tetzel. Dan Tetzel is back. Hello. Um, which is the favourite character you do on As It Occurs to Me? Which one do you like the most? I like King Herod. Do you? He's of the course. best one. Of course. He's the best voice. He, I think he's the most distinctive. Is your phone on? No. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I like doing... I like. I, I have to say, I do. I like um, Tiny Andrew Collins oh. as well. I think he's nice. Oh, he's Nicer horrible. than the real Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Aside. Actually, I, yeah, I like I like being the real Andrew Collins with the tiny Andrew Collins voice. That's the <laughs> that's the cruelest. Have you seen this? You get if you get the as it occurs to yes. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DVD, you get a free those. poster of all the characters as imagined by a nice Welsh lady, uh, attitudeless badger. I think he's got a bit of attitude. Yeah, no, he's doing I mean, that. That must he? be that must yeah, be yeah, the uh, American uh, version of it. Anyway, we're going to do a um, a competition where you can win this uh, as it occurs to me now ruined because I've taken the thing out. I've taken the post track, can't get it back in. Oh, no. Oh. It's a disaster. This is really good fun for people here. Oh, they're yeah. really enjoying it. But at home, <laughs> I'm just going to put it, leave it in there like yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so there's a chance now Hold to win all of that stuff. Uh, tickets to Matthew Crosby and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 20, uh, 25 euro left hand. What do you think of the left-handed people? Are you suspicious of them? Or do you think, uh, they, think they should be allowed to uh, live? You've in done the sinister society? joke. I have yes. yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're fine. I don't mind. <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah, they're. All, I mean, they're. You know, it's better. They're like all people. If they're, you know, militant about it, then they're assholes. You know. <laughs> well, it's actually very hard to open a can opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of so you can go to I should mention the because they are sponsoring the show so go to the website if you uh, are left-handed or know someone who's left-handed or want to be a right-handed person who wants to pretend to be find out what it's like to be left-handed www.ontheotherhand.ie uh, James Gogarty, that sounds like a made-up name, uh, has given us uh, two 25-euro things. Uh, so, look, I've got some true or false things we're going to say. Why are they, so, uh, are they, is it a foreign company? It's in Ireland. Oh, That's I why see. it's in Euros oh, and uh, IE. So we need everyone to stand up on your two Scottish or English or whatever feet. Uh, we're going to make some statements that may be true or false. Oh, look at his hair there. I haven't seen you with your hair. That's amazing. Look what a quiff you've got. It's like a oh. young Stuart Lee. Uh, uh, so um, we're going to make some statements. And if they're true, if you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. We'll whittle you down. Someone will be winning 25 euros of... Uh, left-handed tin openers. It's going to be an exciting, <laughs> exciting time. And we're going to start with a left-handed uh, a fact, or not. Uh, <laughs> one in ten people are left-handed, but one in five people in the prison population are left-handed. So it's one in ten people in, in the real world are left-handed, but one in five people in prison are left-handed. Is that true or false, according to uh, the technicians at the stand? Is that true or false? <laughs> <laughs> that... that is true, according to the technicians at the stand. So they, they are evil. They are evil. Or maybe just because they can't open tins very well, they get angry. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if you go to, on the other hand, .ie, then that yeah. will stop this problem. But then, you know, if you, from what I've seen of them, the technicians at the stand know about people who've been in prison. <laughs> so and some of them are shortly going to go to prison. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, have you got a, a statement to stand? Uh, oh, God, how many? Uh, no. No, I haven't. No, Chris. No. I didn't listen all the way through to the podcast. Chris, I didn't know this was coming. I, t- I told you before. Yeah, Chris, I know, who, I know. Uh, who, whose voice you hear at the beginning uh, of the show and who is, uh, does a fine job recording this uh, podcast but may now cut the podcast off at this point after what I'm about to say, is down to his last pair of pants. He's, he's, <laughs> to, he's on his last pair of pants. He's got a week to go. Uh, and rather than cleaning his pants in a washing machine, he's electing to go after the show and buy some clean 
knickers, as he calls them. They may they may be women's pants, but that, that's not part of it. Uh, is Chris the technician down to his last pair of underwear? True or false? <laughs> That is true. Yeah. So, uh, so, so Danny, Danny, Danny guys, guys. come on. People nearer, got, people nearer to the booth yeah. got that correct. <laughs> the sense of smell came in. Have you got one about? Yes, yeah. I, uh, I, this week I have been ripped. I was ripped off by the man I rented the flat from. He stole five hundred pounds from me. He was a fictional man. Uh, he had the name of Curtis Steigers. True or false? So yeah, uh, true or false? So we've got a lot of people going for false there. A couple of trues. What is? Yeah, the, uh, well, it's actually Paul Young. Paul Young. So Paul Young, a man called Paul Young, stole five hundred pounds from me. If you try and Google Paul Young Edinburgh, <laughs> it's quite hard. He's played there a, a lot. Clever, that's a clever. Yeah, it's clever. So watch out for bogus landlords. Yeah. I mean, it seems weird that anyone would uh, come up with a scam to get money off people for rent in Edinburgh. Yeah, no, it just <laughs> when every single person it's is easier doing to just do it, uh, that. Uh, so. Uh, the um, the man who's running the tempting tatty is leaving. Uh, the, uh, the David he's, he's uh, stopped in t- serving baked potatoes to go and fulfil his dream of playing uh, the flute professionally. Is that true or false? He's leaving leaving the world of baked potatoes for the to become a flautist. That is false. I, I think it would be, be an amazing coincidence if it is. So sit down. He said that's true. Uh, the uh, the uh, the last man to be hung, drawn, and quartered in the UK was related to Giles Brandreth. Is that a true or false? Yeah, that man's very sure. True, a couple of people. Tr- These two boys sticking together here on their oh. answers. Oh, he says it's true, but it's not true. He's a liar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, good. That got. So we're down to about four. Is anyone at the back still in? Stand sort of nearish, so where I can see you if you're still in. Um, okay, the newsreader Kenneth Kendall. I was just on my um, <laughs> my phone on the, in the interval. And the the newsreader Kenneth Kendall. The news has come in. He is he is he's been hospitalised and um, <laughs> he may, he's still alive at the moment. But he's, that's in the news. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> that's not got rid of anyone, has it? Uh, that is, that's, I thought I'd slightly change it. I say every day that he's died, I thought I'd slightly change it. Because that'd be my oh, that's probably true then. Have you got another one, Dan? Uh, um, no, hang on. Got any think. facts about Marcus Brigstock? Yes, yeah. I have. Or do I? <laughs> uh, Marcus Brigstock used to be a cage dancer in a London nightclub. True or false? True or false? That's two trues, two falses. Oh, no, three trues, one false. It's true. Oh, yes, bad yes. luck, Louis. You got right through to the end, and then it's all. Yeah. Oh, the girls yeah. were rooting. The girls oh. like him, don't they? They're, he looked a bit of fresh meat. He doesn't he? know what. I'm, the I, things you could do to him, he wouldn't even know it wasn't normal. He'd just assume it was. So <laughs> you're thinking, isn't it? Do stuff. Go. Oh, this is what sex is, Louis. Yeah, I can get over that type. Put my foreskin over the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Miss right, I'm running out of things to do. Let me have a think. Um, oh, have I got anything good? Um, oh, oh they, they've put up blue plaques uh, on some of the venues now of old shows. And uh, there's one for the dumb show, from which was the show I was in, which we mentioned yesterday with Simon Munnery and Stuart Lee. Uh, but on the plaque, they have failed to mention that uh, Steve Coogan and Patrick Marble were also in that show. They've excluded them for and just put the three names of me, Stu, and uh, Simon Munnery on. Is that true or false? 
This is very exciting. It is true. You've won. I think. I think you've you've, you've got through. Fantastic. Well what's, what's your name, sir? Sham. Uh, your girlfriend wants to get off with me in return for champagne. You'd have to buy a nicer bottle of champagne, which you'll be able to do. Left-handed champagne. You'll be able to buy. There's your left-handed champagne. Is a you must be used by the end of. Uh, September, so don't delay. Uh, there's a copy of, uh, <laughs> a as it occurs price. to me, with a poster that has come out. There is a copy of two tickets to Matthew Crosby. I'll give you two tickets to Raymond Means. Fantastic. All the good stuff's at the stand. Don't go and see Matthew Crosby. Uh, and Marcus Birdman. Uh, I will. That lady over there came second. Uh, there's a couple of tickets to Raymond Means. Uh, where's the, who was the other person down to the end? Uh, there. I don't really want to do that. I think uh, you like the yeah. two ladies we again with on the understanding that the sexual harassment that you've had during this show was acceptable. You've accepted the gift. <laughs> Similarly, what would you would like to go and see Matthew Crosby? Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, that's. Then you're the only like, person who does. Do you like so Nando's? You go. can find a friend. Why don't you go with Alan? Take Alan down to see uh, Matthew Crosby. Honestly, he's really good. That's uh, you'll really enjoy that. And uh, he's the one, he's the funny one from Papi. I end up with three <laughs> that they haven't sacked. <laughs> Is anyone here in a threesome? Don't. I'm sorry about that. Not literally. Oh, you've got a single one, okay. There you go, that makes it hard. And this is just, now, this is just handing out tickets which oh. are for, for people at home. Uh, has anyone got nothing to do this afternoon? <laughs> hillbilly, there you go, you've got to go to uh, Rockabilly rather than Hillbilly. Yeah, Hillbilly, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, pass them back until someone wants them. There we go, how we go. <laughs> you can take them. So, uh, we've got another couple of minutes. What do, have you got any stories about Emma Kennedy? What do you think of working with Emma Kennedy in real life? Is she as poo-obsessed in real life as she is? Uh, no, I mean, mainly she shuts up about poo and just plays on her phone. I think she's <laughs> like some sort of child. She's and basically a toddler. She lives a toddler's life. She tweets her famous friends. Yeah, That's all yeah, she's yeah. More interested in hanging they're around. They're not her friends. They're not her friends. You know, she's had a broken arm for five weeks. She broke her arm on the way to As It Occurs to Me five weeks ago and only realised... Like wow. in the last week, she only realised that latitude. So she had it for quite a long time now. She's got her arm in a sling. The girl's an idiot. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I well, actually nice, talking eh? to Glenn Wool, and you've, you obviously did this show about ghosts. Glenn Wool believes he's seen a ghost and a UFO. Right. Have you right. ever actually seen a ghost or a UFO? No, because ghosts a don't exist, <laughs> and I'm pretty unsure about UFOs to be honest. I but think there was, uh, you know, I, uh, we went, we did live ghost hunt at a ghost convention, uh, and there was. Uh, just it was basically a collection of uh, frauds and idiots <laughs> uh, just frauds just taking money off people uh, yeah. and the idiots going um yes uh, I remember um I, I got this <sighs> I was on a mountain and I was lost and I came down the mountain and an earth spirit helped me um and he was quite he was quite short and he had um little curly shoes and a sort of a hat he was a gnome yes he was a gnome half <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck's sake! Oh. <laughs> May not exist, but don't talk about people uh, ripping mo money off people who were no, like no, simple no, 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 in front of my audience. Uh, so uh, I also forgot well, to give you that. There's a copy of my book, How Not to Grow Up. And there you go. So it's the, just I'm the man who keeps on giving. That's the great thing. So uh, are you going to see anything else this afternoon? Or are you going home this afternoon? Going back to Cardiff. That's a long way to come to see mm -hmm. this. I'm, I'll be in Cardiff on tour. Have you seen my other show yet? What is Eleven? Yeah, why didn't you come and see me this year, you fucker? I'm just giving you, just giving you a load of fucking free shit. 
God, I hate my audience. He's just handed the book to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, have time I've got, I've got time to read that. <laughs> so look, we've had a great time. Tomorrow, uh, we have got uh, Al Murray, like a proper famous comedian. Fuck off! Uh, and uh, Martin Moore, I believe we've got on tomorrow, BBC if I'm right. Three. Uh, so do come along and see that. Uh, we've also got Fred McCauley on Tuesday, Omid Jalili on Wednesday, uh, Izzy City next Sunday, and Adam Buxton for the final show on Monday, which will be awesome. So buy, book ahead for that one's all, 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 also already I'll selling out. That. Oh, uh, that's going to be awesome. Uh, we'll talk about Andrew Collins all the way through on that one. The, yes, the yes. real one and the tiny one. <laughs> what it's like. I think we, me and him, might, I might team up with Adam Buxton and try and do a six no, music no, show. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with me, Rich. I'll look after you. Okay, that will be fine. Will you please give a massive round of applause to our two guests, Lee Camp and Dan Dessel from Mongol. Thank you very much. Go and see Karaoke Circus. It's karaoke awesome. Circus. Thank you very much. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>